Hi, you're listening to 10-minute IS paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called "How Information Technology Matters in Societal Change: An Affordance-Based Institutional Logics Perspective" by Isam Faik, Michael Barrett, and Eva Oborn. Published in Management Information Systems Quarterly, MISQ, in 2020. So here's a phrase that a lot of us have heard before: Information technology (IT) is changing society. But how exactly does that happen? What does it mean for IT to change society? How does that happen? In what areas does that happen? These are big questions, and these are questions that have kind of been addressed here and there in information systems research. This paper is published in the theory and review section of MISQ, so it's basically the ultimate granddaddy summary of literature so far that has tried to understand IT and societal change. This paper has three main ways to unpack this. Firstly, the different areas of society that IT is changing. Secondly, the different mechanisms by which that change happens. And thirdly, what exactly? That change entails. This would be my high-level summary of Table Three, all the way on page.、Uh, these are the classic huge MISQ numbers, page one thousand three hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> so, firstly, the different areas in which the societal change happens. To make sense of this, the authors of the paper draw on something called institutional theory. This is a very well-known theoretical lens in management research, business research, in, in sociological research, but also it's very much applicable to information systems research because it explains. Explains society in terms of the different institutions that make up society, and in particular, this idea of institutional logics. So, in other words, the different institutions that make up society have their different ways of doing things, different logics, and that these are generally not mutually compatible. And we, as members of society, traverse the different logics as we go between the different institutions that make up our social world. These different institutions, or, or rather, more precisely, institutional orders, include, and this is from Table One on page one three six five,、um, the state, profession, the market, the corporation, the family, religion, and community. These institutional orders are what we call ideal types. In other words, they're, they're kind of like extreme, exaggerated ideas to make a point. And the point here is that we go between different institutional orders every day of our lives as we transition from the Workplace to home to maybe a religious group, a community group, and as we go between these things, our way of doing things in society, our logics are vastly different. Now, traditionally, when we look at、uh, institutional orders and institutional logics, we look at characteristics such as what makes. Something legitimate in each of these different institutional orders.、Uh, where does authority come from? Where does attention come from? Where does identity come from? But the authors of this paper want to draw attention to another aspect that varies between these different institutional orders, which is how is IT used? How is technology used? Now, the use of IT is usually understood, at least in IS literature, in terms of affordances. So, an affordance is basically something useful about a piece of technology, but it's not like the affordances are. Inherently built into the artifacts, because the way we use IT depends on our social context. And if we're specifically looking at the social contexts defined by these ideal, typical institutional logics, then the affordances vary between them. In the sense that different institutional orders and different institutional logics focus our attention towards 
different useful aspects of IT. But on the other hand, IT affordances can themselves shape our social order. They're able to shape our institutional logics. So to say that IT changes society is a little bit of a simplification in that sense. Society changes IT as much as IT changes society. So already the authors have something to say. Based on their reading of a lot of IS literature, what are the different IT affordances in each of the institutional orders? Uh, I'll just basically read this off page 1367, but I'll put my own uh, spin on it. So in the institutional logics of the state, the affordances of IT are to broaden accessibility and traceability. Um, and that is then different to, for example, the IT affordances in the context of the institutional order of the profession, where the role of IT is to enhance knowledgeability and autonomy, or in the market where the role of IT is to stimulate and coordinate transactions, or in the corporation where the focus of IT affordances is towards standardizing and controlling operations. If I could put my own little spin on this, I'd say that this is probably sort of like a very general high level thing. For each of these, I can already kind of based on my other reading of IS literature see that there, I'm, I'm sure there would be exceptions to this, there would be there would be challenges to each of these claims, but I think what the authors are contributing here and what makes this framework useful is that it is saying, well, in the ideal type, in the most extreme ideal typical version, this is what we usually think of when we think of IT affordances within the context of this particular institutional order and its institutional logic. There are also the institutional orders of the family and religion. And the authors actually say that they couldn't find IT affordances within these two, which intuitively to me seems a little bit odd. But but again, this is a MISQ theory and review, so they can only really write about what it's already been published. This isn't empirical research. And I would say that their development of this framework gives us a particular terminology and framing to then go and do studies about these areas in which maybe there isn't as much published research. Now, finally, there is also the institutional order and the institutional logics of community. Here, it's about connecting members and opening governance. So that's the first of the three frameworks proposed by the paper in relation to the different areas in which IT matters in societal change. The second area relates to the mechanisms by which such change happens. The third area relates to the different kinds of change. And I think it's probably good to talk about that more after the little musical break that I usually put in the middle of these episodes. Okay, so the second framework is about the different mechanisms by which IT becomes involved with societal change. And these three mechanisms are sense giving, translating, and decoupling. So sense giving, this was actually featured in the episode about social media in times of crisis. You might want to go back and listen to that episode if it's interesting. And it's the same here. Uh, in that episode, sense giving was about prescribing a preferred definition of reality. And here it's similarly about how we define reality in relation to the IT artifacts in our daily lives, about how meaning is ascribed to IT artifacts. And the example that the authors give here is internet memes, which are all about ascribing meaning to things that already had meaning and now take on a completely new meaning. Uh, Second mechanism is translating. So this is about taking a practice relating to IT affordances from one context and reproducing it in a new context, translating it into a new context. When we look at how IT is used, we see so many examples of this, of metaphors being extended, of practices being extended across vast amounts of space because of remote work, networks of practice, and so on. And then thirdly, finally, 
decoupling. So here they're talking about how things that were traditionally forced to be linked together, coupled together, are no longer necessarily so. And IT is notorious for doing this. They, they give the example of like rating systems that decouple the provision of healthcare services from their evaluation. So these three things of sense giving, translating and decoupling are all mechanisms by which IT is involved in societal change. And this is actually building up to that third framework, which is all about how the changes actually happen. And the third framework is actually, in a sense, the simplest. There are two ways in which societal change happens. The authors say you either shift the centrality of institutional logics or the compatibility of institutional logics. So firstly, shifting in the centrality of the logics refers to going entirely from one logic to a new logic. They give the example of the Arab Spring from 2011, where a very state-focused logic in authoritarian governments was replaced by a much more community-focused logic. And that's a complete shift from one logic being central to a different logic being central. And those two logics are incompatible and are still incompatible after that shift. And that's very different to the second type, which is about shifts in the compatibility of logics. They give the example of newspapers in the past that was very exclusively a professional thing. Now it's both professional and community. And in our current world, we have both professional journalism and community journalism, and they do bounce off each other. So overall, I would say this is a very rich paper. I really struggle to fit this all in 10 minutes. And that's kind of to be expected. With these theory and review papers, they're really about setting the direction for future research. And for each of these three frameworks, I'm really excited to see what kind of new insights about the role of IT in societal change will come about because of the framing provided by this paper. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.